Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Down in Front. This week we're talking about our most unpopular opinions about movies. Not our collective unpopular opinions about movies. You can go to our Scott Pilgrim vs. the World commentary for that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but um, individually, like us, as individuals on the panel today, like the most unpopular opinions we have about certain things with relation to movies, maybe not even movies in particular, but that kind of stuff. My uh, name is always is T. Christie, and Brian William Finifter's here. Greetings. So is Michael Dorkman Sagat. Hello. And Eddie the Eddie Doty. You Yo. did that slightly differently than usual. Yeah, it, was, it, it threw me off. It felt kind of good. It was nice. Oh my. <laughs> anyway, um, I'll start it off. I like Sucker Punch. Uh, I, I don't think Sucker Punch is great. I don't even think it's a particularly good execution of its idea, but I like watching it. I did. I will say... We um, came around on that, though. We did. Bit. We all came around <laughs> yeah. on that. I will me, say I was there the whole time. I was on my friend's uh, podcast a, a while back, and the topic was the best movies of 2011. So it was like your top. It, the whole thing is like your. Um, it's called the list. It's a good podcast, but it's like you just top five, whatever the topic is for that week. So it was like your t- top favorite movies for 2011. And so I went through, and I just at the end I was like, I just want to put in like an honorable mention. It's not even like one of my top five or close, but I want to put in an honorable mention because we had just recently done our Sucker Punch commentary. That Sucker Punch is not actually as bad as you remember it, and you might want to go back and give it a try. So it's sort of like an honorable mention Sucker Punch, sort of in a weird way. And yeah, did they eat your face? They pretty much (laughs) ate my face, and I had to really defend myself on that one. That's what I was doing for the first hour of that commentary. It's no fun, Brian. What's a a particularly unpopular opinion you hold about films that you've had? We all know what it is. I don't think Spider Man Two is a good movie at all, and all of you are crazy for thinking otherwise. No, we changed our minds on that. We came Yes, well, I'm not referring to us specifically in the room because yeah, we all. Turns I still think it's good, but whatever. <laughs> well, you're crazy, and I don't know what movie you saw because it's objectively a terrible movie. Uh, that's the one that I have to explain to everybody. I hate the Spider-Man trilogy with a passion. I haven't seen the fourth one yet, though. I want to see that. Even though everyone it's says not it's the fourth one. It's the first. It's uh, first of a new trilogy. The first of yeah, a new probably. reboot. Sure. Which is it's far from a perfect movie. It's got a lot of plot holes. It, it made, all new, it made it. all new problems. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't even go that far. There's there's discussion, and it's it's actually pretty obvious if you really look at the movie. And somebody even did a comparison between the movie and the trailer, and like, there's a whole bunch of things in the trailer that are not in the movie that point to one giant subplot getting excised in a fairly messy manner. So something happens, and there's a lot of dangling loose threads in in the new Spider-Man. But what it has going for it that the other movies, other Spider-Man, the uh, Sam Raimi movies, don't. Can I guess? Is no, because I want to say it. It it has human beings that act like human beings to each other. Yeah. Uh, I was going to say it looks like a movie. Oh, that it, too. It looks like a movie with people that you actually believe are human saying things that humans might say to each other. This is the Unpopular Opinions episode. No one get mad at Brian. Dorkman, you got anything like that? Um, I guess probably one of my most unpopular opinions is I'm real down on Pan's Labyrinth. Um to this day, did not come around on that one doing a commentary. <laughs> um, I also find that I don't, I don't necessarily feel it about really uh, like certain directors. Like I'm not sure I really feel it for Clint Eastwood. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, really? as you a like Million Dollar Baby? No, not really. Huh. Um, I mean, it was all right, but it's people were like, uh, Unforgiven was good. Unforgiven. Did he good, direct so. Unforgiven? I think he did. I don't know, but anyway. Let's see. Uh, let's see what Eddie's got. Eddie, you got anything? Uh, yeah, uh, more will. I think more will be revealed. But just off the top of my head, it's actually similar to. It's more of less a film thing than a filmmaker thing. Uh, I'm not a big Scorsese fan. Uh, really, I, I like actually, it. I actually was going to say the same thing, but I'd already said too uh, many. My favorite, <laughs> my two. favorite, my favorite Scorsese film was The Departed, which I think, which most people will be like, "What? Raging Bull? What? Mean Streets?" And I'm like, "He did Casino, right? He did? Uh, no, 
Uh, no, he did do Casino. Yeah, casino, I like Casino. I, like casino. I really I like. I, li- I think his later work is his better work. I'm not. I love The Aviator. Not everyone likes The Aviator. Maybe that's unpopular. I think Gangs of New York is a wildly frustrating film. Uh, it's got elements that I like to it, and then I liked uh, Casino, and I uh, Departed is my favorite thing he's ever done. And that's and and people think there are people who hate that film, and people think oh the re- the original is much better. I prefer it better to the original, and that's people will think that's crazy. That is better than Infernal Affairs. But uh, I, I way prefer that movie, and I just his early work does extraordinarily little for me i i love that we have martin scorsese i think he's such a strong advocate for film uh and i think we need that i think we need those people who can appear on tv and just drop knowledge and science about why certain classic films are great and provide like a through line but i think those people absolutely need to exist but as a filmmaker i i just he's never done it for me uh in any real way one thing I think that as a group we uh, might have to explain to ourselves or to other people over and over again is the fact that we don't consider Chris Nolan to be an impeachable, unfallible. No, but I think I'm still the biggest fan of his though, because like I, I, I'm, I'm I think he's, I, think I, he's I, like, I like his work. But people, you know, people look at things like Dark Knight Rises, Dark Knight, but with more validity behind Dark Knight. But mainly things like Inception. I go, Inception is perfect, and Chris Nolan is a genius. And I think all of us feel like. Yeah, he's good. He's really good, but he's not—he's not the Pope of movies. Yeah. I still—I still maintain that the Prestige is the best one he's ever done. I still maintain that, and I think that's a pretty unpopular. I, I still have a problem with Prestige. I, think, I like the Prestige I, a lot. I think my—I think opinion, it might be my favorite of his movies. That you, or Dark Knight. You just reminded me because people are comparing it to a Nolan film a lot. And, Looper and Looper. I. I have a feeling that my evolving opinion on Looper is going to be unpopular. Okay, don't say another word. I still need to see it. Just need to see it. Yeah. Everyone's calling it an instant classic. I do not agree, but it's a, it's a perfectly good movie. As soon as I walked out of Looper, I knew exactly what your opinion was. Yeah, gonna be. I, it's a perfectly good movie. I don't hate it, but it's 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 not that awesome. It's not that perfect. I'm gonna ramp up to my big so, one, but one of my minor ones. Someone in the chat brought up. I fucking hated Halloween. I thought Halloween, Halloween was I thought Halloween was really awful. Mm. Interesting. Oh, I uh, they, we were talking about it in the in that same thread. I do not understand in any way, shape, or form the the cl- status, the classic status, or the of value of the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the original. Mm-hmm. I haven't Interesting. Seen it. I see. I think there is value to it. I don't think I you think have it's... to admit that's a compelling title. It is a compelling title, but right. it's really it's not like you walk into the movie wondering what it's going to be about. Yeah, right. I think I, th- I I think I may have to see it again just in the understanding that it's probably more about the anticipation. It's more because everyone just kind of sits around in that one, but it's like the shit could hit the fan at any second, and I think that's what the tension is about. I'd have to watch it again to with that in mind to see if uh, maybe that's what it is. Eddie, you got one? I, I, yeah, I got one, and, I, and I'm kind of surprised that this is the unpopular opinion. I don't think it's unpopular opinion with you know the world, but I think it's a, a unpopular opinion, surprisingly, with with the down and front crew. I'm a huge, huge fan of Godfather, and I think Godfather is an outstanding movie in every direction. So and, does the whole world. Yes. Right. <laughs> I think I think we're, we're the yeah, ones who have what I'm to saying. defend Mike and I. I, I yeah. am apparently one man in a chorus here when it comes no, Trey to loves the down the Godfather. Doesn't Trey love the Godfather? Trey likes it a lot. Yeah, and he and he sees. Uh, yeah, Trey and I are of a similar mind, but like when it comes, I'm not. I'm not anti Godfather. Right. I'm totally d- right. just like that was a perfectly good movie, and I. But I wouldn't. But greatest film of all time. I, yeah, I don't yeah. have to change yeah. my pants after seeing it. Or right. Anything, I kind of do. So I was. My, my thing about The Godfather is like, that was a textbook example of a movie. But it wrote the textbook. It wrote it wrote the book. Book. That's yeah. the thing. It's like, yeah. and, I'm, I'm, and I understand that intellectually I'm approaching it from, I've already read the textbook from 20 other movies. Right. right. So it's like, oh, okay. I, I, intellectually, I get that this thing wrote the textbook, but I just can't. Well, I need to, what I, wanna, what I should do is, uh, maybe you can suggest it, like other movies where it's like, 
you know, if you if you want to appreciate what a big deal Star Wars was, go see Logan's Run. Right. right? It's like what <laughs> what is one the one year away? Yeah. yeah. What is the movie I can see so I can appreciate what Godfather did? I just saw Logan's Run in seventy millimeter at the ArcLight, by the ah, way. Nice. And, and holy hell, you thought the model work was bad and regular? <laughs> you thought the model the last time I saw Logan's Run prior to that movie was on my ex girlfriend's couch while we were making out, and it was her shitty TV. And and like when you can actually see the lips of the operator of Box, like peeking through his mask. Mm. That's that's some bad shit. Like I don't know how you look to the viewfinder of that camera and think you're okay. Anyway. Um I what was my thing? I, I had a thing. You I thought it. I thought Eddie was about to uh, name some some movies there. Oh, I, I, last year I went on a w- watching the classics I haven't seen sort of tirade and I powered through a bunch of them. Uh, I was surprised by the following two things. One, I was I didn't like Taxi Driver. I I, th- I didn't think it was a very good movie. I'm with you on that. I'm I th- I think it's widely overrated. It's a Scorsese as well. Oh, so. and uh, and I I didn't know what Dog Day Afternoon was about. I for some reason always had it in my head as being a war movie. Mm-hmm. But when I saw Dog Day Afternoon, I loved it. I super loved right. Dog Day Afternoon. That gives me an idea for another unpopular opinion. I think my favorite Kubrick, <laughs> my, my 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 favorite Kubrick film was Lolita. I can oh, I, I can I can see that I can I can see how that would be. Lolita is good. I mean, it's a lot more conventional than what he does later on. But Lolita is a, is a great film. I love Lolita. Um, here, Brian, here. you like Howard the Duck? Okay. The difference though is yes. Yeah, somebody brought this up. In the, <laughs> somebody brought this up in the chat room. I do love Howard the Duck. I understand though that Howard the Duck is a terrible movie, and it's not like I'm. It's not like I'm maintaining that Howard the, the Duck, delusion. The delusion that Howard the Duck is a legitimately good movie. No, it's like okay, I, I understand that this is a terrible movie, and I love it for reasons despite that fact because right. it, you know, it's a direct link back to my childhood or whatever, you know, however you want to say it. Uh, if we want, we can talk about this or not, I'll leave the decision up to you. But the another one that I have is the new Star Trek. Oh, uh, yes. oh yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, did I guess the whole world did like the new Star Trek? Everybody I e- really. Liked e- it. And here's the thing: even other. Star Trek fans. Yeah, on the commentary, really Star Trek. Ryan's a uh, the next generation total geek, and he loved the new Star and Trek. He likes, and my my friend Ryan in Chicago, every, every you know every other person I've ever talked to, including other people who are Star Trek fans, including other people who are close to my level of Star Trek fandom, really love the movie as well, and they don't have the same issues that I have with it. So. That's a conversation I always have to have, regardless of whether they're a fan or not. Actually, that that reminds me, I'm in the same position as you are, but instead of Star Trek, for me, it's the Muppets. Oh, you didn't oh, like the Muppets? Yeah. Okay. I didn't like the Muppets. The the the, Mupp- the, it, it, the very new, the newest movie. I didn't like. What about the, the that? Jason what about that? Did not work. He had a really hysterically funny coda at the end of some movie commentary. Yeah. I don't remember what it was. I don't remember, but Zarban has it up on his site. But um, about Keith Richards and blowjobs <laughs> uh, and Muppets. oh yeah, do you think that the people who do you think that the Rolling Stones groupies respect the Rolling Stones. They no. just want to say they blew the Rolling Stones. They just want to say they blew the right. Rolling Stones. Right. So in your opinion, is that Jason Segel just wanted to play in the sandbox as opposed to really getting everything right? Yeah. It's, it see. doesn't. It doesn't feel like. It doesn't feel like it's a movie. I mean, it's he clearly had. You know. Uh, you don't doubt his with, respect for the Muppets. Yeah, I don't. But it. But it was more about. It was more about him getting to be in a movie with his pals, the Muppets, right. than it was about making a Muppet movie. Right. To me, and it. it and the the Muppets took a very hard backseat to that Interesting. which i i don't necessarily disagree with but i don't think the roger the rabbit lies, commentary thank you snow i don't think the fault lies with seagull or what's his co-writer's name oh I, um i know you're talking it's yeah i directed um super bad yeah uh, i forget his name but what, yeah. whatever but seagull and him Greg something and i don't Modela? greg Modela, yeah yeah 
And I don't think the fault lies at their feet. I think the fault lies at the studio feet. Basically, as mm. is directly parodied in the scene with Rashida Jones, where she's telling him, like, yeah, if you want to throw this show, great, but you got to have some actual stars in it. Right. right. Like, I think that scene is a microcosm for the whole process of sure. making that movie. Interesting. It could be. It could be. I don't know. Does anybody remember? Um, I was the only person when this movie came out in theaters to not just hate it, but to actively loathe it and everybody else seemed to really love it and that was uh, What Dreams May Come uh, with Rob Williams. I despise that movie with uh, I went back I mean, to watch that again recently because I remember having seen it but I don't remember having an opinion about it because I saw it when I was too young to care and I went back and watched it and I, I found it kind of you know kind of milk toast. but I also loved loved the the aesthetic of what he was doing with the paint and all that, in, the, that in that one first heaven scene visually it works fine but I'm just I mean in, t- in terms of just you didn't like the morals of it emotional prostitution and just like I felt like that movie should have come with someone standing next to the screen shouting at you saying be sad be sad like I just I felt like it was just blatant like emotional manipulation the entire way what through. dreams may come guys yeah what dreams may come so yeah you and clean out your what are man, what are so what are some this is very negative what are some movies that we like that we have to defend that we sucker punch, sucker punch. Uh, prometheus far and away oh don't far joke about prometheus he's no, not joking I, i'm not i love he's prometheus. serious no i uh, I'll, I'll straight up say it uh far and away with uh with uh tom cruise and nicole kimmon i unabashedly love that movie i i can't tell you why is that the one where they're fucking ku klux klan people no <laughs> that's where no that's where are you, they're are you Irish about eyes wide shut oh yeah that's where they're, they're Irish clan. that's where they're Irish settlers in turn of the century Oklahoma are you sure there weren't clan members no <laughs> she was thinking of eyes wide not. shut but they're not clan members she's fucking that alien I thought she was fucking <laughs> that alien <laughs> no I actually I actually like eyes wide shut and I defend that one I feel like that one got a lot of hate but I actually, I, actually I don't like the Phantom Menace as, as much anymore well, well I came around the, the, the comment the commentary the commentary turned me around on it right. as much anymore those are keywords <laughs> as I, much anymore I liked it before we were doing down in front same reason wild wild west in uh, fact, both of those commentaries were really quintessential pillars in my learning of how to understand movies that other people dislike and right. you like, and understanding what that tends to mean. What that tends to mean, I found with those two movies, is that it's not that it's not necessarily that what you're seeing is bad or awful. It's what you're seeing is so it falls so short compared to what it should be or could be that you're 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 looking at the movie too literally and not looking between the lines and seeing what could have been there. And that's the problem with the Phantom Menace. That's the problem with Wild Wild West. There are two things that you could do such a great thing here. And oh my God, this. I, I, I recently had an experience, and this is unique to me. Uh, I recently had an experience where there was a movie that I unabashedly used to love. And and not only love, but I studied it, and it was really pivotal to me at a certain time. And then it's not I ha- Fight Club, is it? I hadn't seen it in a long time. And I just recently watched it. It was a couple days ago. And I left at the end of the movie feeling extraordinarily sad because, A, I realized this movie isn't not only not entertaining anymore, it B, it's completely dated in, in, a, in a social context and, and, like, and how people relate to one another. And because of that, it, I can't morally defend it any longer. What is it? Chasing Amy. Oh, oh. I, I felt that way. Uh, I a need long to time rewatch ago. that because I really I thought that was a great movie. I felt too. that way. I, I loved fe- Chasing. Amy. I felt that way a long time ago. Actually, I, I, I was I was ahead of you on that one because I used to love Chasing Amy. But then one day I watched it and I realized that it's a really. It, I, I, when I say it's a really awful movie, I don't mean that it's poorly constructed. It's not the world's best like best constructed film, but That's it's poorly the, the, constructed. The, there the, are the some morals, shadows. The morals there that of ridiculous. that movie are really awful. They're really mean, they're, and they're, it's, they're very it's, much. 
I, I, I compared it. I don't remember when we were talking about Kevin Smith, and we still haven't done a Kevin Smith movie on this show, which is kind of odd. Um, I remember saying, it's not a sophomore film. It feels like a sophomore's film. Well, th- th- and that's interesting you put it that way. The, the way I, because I always, like, I saw a... It feels sophomoric. Uh, the, the movie has a maturity growth, and there are some things it does right. The very ending, the very end scene, I still think it does extraordinarily right. That's, With the little gestures across the room? Not just that, but when he's go- when he's actually talking to her, and he's just saying, like... Yeah, and maybe call me some other time. Like that's a that's a heartbreaking scene, and and one of the things the movie does extraordinarily well that that still sort of redeems it. But it's to the point. The problem is that that movie matures over the course of its own making. Like it, it there's a point of view that matures, but it's still not enough. Like no. it's still it's it's it's, it's maturing. It doesn't arrive at actual maturity by the end. It's ends. maturing from eleven to fourteen, which is a significant deal if you're fourteen, but. We live in an adult world, and it, I don't think it, it ever like it gets halfway there, and then it congratulates itself. And it's very self congratulatory. Yeah, and and and, and, and I, not I don't that, think it, it is it is the it is the it is the I want to say worst um, production value of any of Kevin Smith's films, even less so than Clerks. And I say that because Clerks was black and white; it had sort of like this uniformity to it that played throughout like the world looked a certain way and that was just it chasing amy it's, it's like kind of shoddy it's really shoddy it's there, there's a when they're when they're having drinks and talking stories about like how they're you know they're different conquests and stuff the lighting in that is almost reprehensible like everyone's just <laughs> an extraordinarily flat okay like well, a single uh, spot flat shadow behind them and it's the same in every setup like i mean there's there's some really bad technical stuff happening there like and well it was an incredibly cheap movie and that's fine i can forgive that and, and, that, and that's because, that you're, you're referencing ahead. specifically that that's that whole scene is a, a reference and a parody of the scene from Jaws. So I, I, don't, I don't know if the lighting. I'd have to rewatch it to see if the lighting it's is worse than you direct reference. It, it's, it's it's yeah. Watch it. It's in worse. High def. Okay. Watch it in high def. Like watch it on a good TV, and and you'll be like, shit. Okay. Like, that's not good looking at all. I my problem with chasing Amy, and I bear in mind, I I fucking love most of. Well, no, I I've loved a lot of Kevin Smith's stuff. Maybe not whole movies, but parts of most of his movies with. Even right. not even accepting red state. Um, People are apparently having a hard time hearing me. So here you go. Yeah. Um, my thing with chasing Amy is here. It's a two part thing, and here's how it goes. Part one is this: she is gay. Yes. They make allusions in the film that she used to be bi, but now she identifies as gay. Yeah. She feels very strongly that she's gay. Yeah. Ben Affleck gives her a, a weird monologue in the truck. She runs off screaming, "I'm fucking gay." And then she comes back to him, and they're a couple, which, okay, it's okay. She was bi. She's just been identifying as a lesbian, but she's actually, she swings both ways. That's not inherently completely awful. But then later, in one of his uh, Evening with Kevin Smith specials after that, some lady came up, I and, she, this, yeah. and she said, I'm gay. Is the point you're making with chasing Amy that all I need is some serious deep dicking? And his answer was completely wrong. His answer was that basically I put uh, those words in the stupid guy. His, his his answer is yeah. I put the words in the stupid guy, and we know that he's stupid. So therefore, anything he says is wrong. And that's not what how he, it works. What he no. should have said was, I appreciate that you watched the movie, and that's what you got from it. Although, let me clarify what I was trying to say. Right. She was not gay. What he should have said was she wasn't gay. You will not be fixed by serious deep dicking. 
but that's what she took away from it and then he didn't do anything to correct that properly and that put the bad taste in my mouth about chasing amy anyway but just generally it's it's not the evergreen that people think it is yeah it's not i look back on it i don't think it's the best film he's done and, and that's a whole other separate discussion but that's that's an instance of a movie that i used to love that over time i've completely turned on and i find myself because everybody always has the default position people have default positions like oh you know just like empire is the best of the star wars movies everyone has that as a default the default position with kevin smith's movie is like oh well chasing amy is clearly the best yeah and i i don't think i feel that way anymore actually i i would have disagreed with that from the start because i think dogma is his best i film. agree i like dogma yeah, I, a lot. I, 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 I haven't rewatched chasing amy without the in a works. while but i i could very easily see myself if where i rewatch it today having the same kind of transition. I guess, yeah. It's just, but it's a, it's just, that's, in, in terms of the subject we're talking about now, that's just sort of where I feel like it had been. Yeah, that's, a, that's an unpopular opinion. It's a good one. I can, I can put a, a similar to, yeah. to what we're talking about right here. Um, I suppose an unpopular, at least unconventional opinion that I have is I think Jackie Brown may be Tarantino's best movie. I'm with you. I'm with you on that. Um, I still haven't seen it. And I, I still d- need to rewatch it because, as I've talked about before, the only time I've seen it was in college in a marathon. Like, m- my initial discovery of right. Tarantino. It holds so up better than Pulp Fiction, I'll tell you that. Yeah. Really? I mean, I mean yeah. you know, he, all, of the, all of the movies from them are great. Certainly Pulp Fiction is great. I love Kill Bill, Kill Bill as we talked about. and, and affectionate. But uh, I, I, just from a purely objective standpoint looking at them all on level of craft and and storytelling and stuff like that i think jackie brown is probably the best interesting so because i hate it, it in glorious bastards that's unpopular uh it, it is and i'm with you i'm i'm with you on that and it is very unpopular we still need to do inglorious like. bastards we, I, I, love I, like inglorious bastards. I like it a lot actually yeah. yeah i like it a lot so well uh well we run out of what shit. else we got yeah. what else we got i don't i don't know I'm not looking at the your you know shelf. Really your, like I'm looking much? at your movie shelves. I'm like, what the fuck do you have that I? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I had tried that. Anyway, Donnie Darko never got, never got, never cared for. Never. Not, I'm not big on Donnie Darko. Never, never it's, much cared for. I liked Donnie Darko fine, the okay. less I knew about it. And right. we have two copies of it here somehow. <laughs> right. We have a black one over by Firefly and a white one by My Name Is Earl. <laughs> I just saw that. Yeah. Neither Donnie Darko or My Name Is Earl are mine. Firefly is. Actually, oh, Firefly isn't mine. I, I another unpopular opinion that I have is uh, the the opinion where I'm like, yeah, Princess Bride is good. <laughs> oh, I see. I see. Yeah, that's an unpopular opinion. Yeah, <laughs> but you don't think it's the it's the. Yeah, no, I'm supposed to. I'm side. supposed to. I like, actually agree with that. I like Princess eat Bride. Eat my own head with with excitement over the Princess Bride. I feel like, and and I, I just don't connect with it on quite that level. I, I never quite got Bugs Life to be honest with you. Like I that was that was Bugs my Life. least favorite Pixar it's, for it's, a long time. To the yeah. I mean, just shy of Cars. Like it is my least favorite. Really? Well, Pixar. now Brave is my least favorite, which I is slightly unpopular. Yeah, but that. Hmm. some people really love Brave. Yeah, yeah. I, I I like Princess Bride, and there are moments in it that i love but i'm i'm with you on the sense that i don't lose my shit over it yeah right the way some people do <laughs> dun 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 princess bride have you ever yeah yeah have you ever like been really enthusiastic about something that other people just really hated like despise my name I mean, is teague nice to meet you well, yeah, of course but i'm saying but give but give 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 uh, something that even surprised you that you thought people should really be into that. prometheus yeah okay all right mm-hmm. okay I think people I'm, are way I'm, too hard on Prometheus. I'm finding myself really frustrated this week about Dread. I'm like, everyone go see Dread. Please listen to me. I know it looks stupid. You're a voice in the wilderness. It. Yes, I'm a voice <laughs> in the wilderness about I, how I good really, it is. I really do want to see it. I recently just saw The Master, and um, 
and I've been rewatching Boogie Nights as well because Cable has decided to play Boogie Nights all over all the fucking time, and it's weird. And, and there's a lot more plot in in Boogie Nights, but I found myself really compelled by just about everything that was in the Master, um, even though there's barely any plot in the Master. So I'm I'm kind of finding I'm I'm sort of reexamining a lot of different movies, sort of from that perspective, I guess. I don't know. Here here's gonna be a, kind of a unpopular one, and, I, and it really kind of came about from our marathon, but. Um, I, you know, I kind of love the Lord of the Rings trilogy a little bit less now. I don't know why. Really? Yeah, I don't know why. I appreciate everything about it. I loved everything about it. Like, You're just not as willing to watch it again? It's just, it, you know, like I should have been happier when I was watching it, I guess. I don't know. It didn't, it filled me with such happiness when I saw it in theaters. And then to watch it again, it's like the the, the sheens come off a little bit. Yeah, well, there's, you know? no, there's no surprises yeah. anymore. So, I mean, yeah. that might be part of it. Maybe, but I mean, it's just sort of like, it, it, it's just sort of like, um, I don't know. It's I, I don't know if if the spell it cast over me and that I mean maybe that has something to do with the expectation management and sort of just you know me or more so than the movie. But I'm not sure. It was still great and I'm still glad I saw it. But it just didn't have the power over me that it, it sort of once did. Wow! Someone in the chat just admitted to not liking uh, Eternal Sunshine. That's brave. That that's that's Good fairly strong. High five, Gibtown. Wow. Uh, she's married, if we dip into the that. television world, I have one. Okay, oh, go I ahead. Oh, okay. yeah, go, go uh, I just finally broke my Doctor Who cherry the other day. Don't and? you dare say a damn and? word. No, please, bring it on. Well, okay. So we What'd watched, you watch? We watched the the <laughs> first one, the first Eclesticine episode. Oh. oh. And it's like... Wrong no, just, move. No, no, no. Just, no. It just says the introduction. And then we jumped ahead to something else, I think. But then we watched uh, the Blink we watched Blink. Now, Blink was good. And I th- really think it's just a matter of overhype. I was, Blink is the most amazing hour of television ever. No, it was, it was good. Yeah, no, it was good. No, yeah, yeah. Okay. Was, uh, is that all the Doctor Who you've seen? Those three episodes, yeah. What was the other episode? I'm trying to remember. I can't even Was remember. it a Tenant episode? I think it was a Smith episode. Oh, what are the new ones? Yeah. Uh, Doctor, no. Doctor Who is the sort of thing where your fandom makes its own broth. Uh, the more you watch, the more you like it, but it doesn't have the effect of grabbing you and pulling you in for everyone. It didn't for me, um, but I'm glad I stuck with it because it, it's I, I never believe people when they say this about TV shows like you stick with it. You'll like it because it's bullshit for me most of the time, but that's how it worked for me with Doctor Who. Now I'm super into Doctor Who. Um, Interesting. TV shows that I. Um, you still have yet to jump on the Game of Thrones bandwagon and you've seen a few. Oh, Game of Thrones is a good example. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I, I watched most of season one and it just didn't work for me. But that's interesting. That's just that's just preferences. <laughs> Mike's the look on Mike's face right now. Uh, if we're talking about unpopular opinions, us versus the world, fuck the Big Bang Theory. Oh, no, just, that's not unpopular at all. Dude. Yeah. I, I'm with, with you. With our, well, yeah. with our group, but, you know, it's like the biggest I, fucking... I talked with to, our slice uh, of the population, yeah. Because yeah. I have friends... Th- that are nerds and they're you know as big as nerds as i am if right. slightly different dialect of nerdum but that love big bang Theory. yeah and and uh, and also the uh um related i i will put out there i did not care for the it crowd a lot of people yeah say that's i was a, that's i wasn't in i wasn't in but, the, the crowd either yeah. but like, it, yeah it's it's that and um you know uh there was one recently that i uh i just saw that it didn't do a damn bit of anything for me um 
uh, girls. I just I I couldn't quite get into girls, oh, yeah. and I like tiny furniture. Like I I liked Lena Dunham's movie. I just couldn't get into. There was just something kind of holding me back, and I feel like everybody was telling me I should love this thing, and there was a little bit of a backlash, but then there was an, a backlash to the backlash, <laughs> and so everyone was like, "No, everyone loves the show, and you should, and you're stupid if you don't." And I watched it. I'm like, "This is fine," but like these are kind of douchebags I stopped hanging out with when I was 24. You know, like right. I'm I'm and I I'm well glad that show I'm is not. for people who are 24. That it's the quarter life crisis. Pat Oswalt made a very good point on it he's like you know people criticize that show because he, he loves it and what like, show is this girls he uh, people criticize that show for not incorporating uh you know more of a diverse racial crowd and he's like but if you look at the hipster douchebags that are of that age they don't talk to people who aren't their own race like that's just the way it is and i'm like yeah that may be true i don't know just it never really coalesced for me like it it had it, it had sort of like a, a a sorkian take on how dialogue should flow between characters but it never really stuck it's it never like really it's like if aaron sorkin wrote portlandia that's a very good way of putting is, it is what girls like, but is. without but without the comedy like without like without as much because portlandia is very much skewering that yeah that point of view and right and and i love portlandia the portlandia sketch about oh well, there you go. i i've only watched like one episode of portlandia but i could not do it interesting okay. I, it's like it's the it's joke, a very very smug show it's so smug and the joke just like it was they were in the bookstore or something and it's just there was no really there was yeah. no joke really yeah. but and yet that didn't keep them from Staying on that joke for like five minutes. Yeah, no, I get you. It, it is a bit of endurance comedy. Doug, uh, DJ Doug Pound, uh, who edits for Tim and Eric, he's and he's my old assistant editor at Playboy. Oh, uh, he's the editor on that. I so. just thought of I just thought of one. I was going to say Buffy. I've tried a few times to get into Buffy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and I can't do it. Well, but I'll tell you this one. Interestingly enough, Angel. I'm a huge Whedon TV guy. Angel, I could not do. I just don't know why. I recognize they did some really great stuff, but never got into. Angel. I couldn't do Buffy. Yeah. Now here's one, and now it's a music thing. Oh, they a uh, good. Good question by Farley, by the way, and before we leave TV. Um, I have lost all will to live when it comes to The Walking Dead. I just... Yeah. I just can't. It's uh, yeah. It's been so tough for me, and yeah. I, and I and they're just now touching onto the good parts of the book that came in like issue seven. Yeah, and 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 like we're just now getting Michione. We're just now getting like Michonne, know, Michonne, whatever. We're just now get. We're going to meet the governor in a in an in an episode or two, and that's going to be fucking. When do crazy. they get to the prison? When they get to yeah. the prison, then I'll tune back in. But I I watched the first season and. It wasn't even really like a conscious decision. It was just like, oh yeah, I guess season two is done. And I, cra- I, I crapped I out. I crapped out two episodes into season two, and I was like, this is fucking. Boring. It was. Yeah. I mean, the, the, the standby joke is, uh, "Where's Carl?" And it's, as much as I saw of season two, I was absolutely yeah. Like, uh, the internet is Ugh. telling me I'm wrong about something. Um, when he <laughs> says the prison was twelve issues in, I'm talking about characters like Machone. Uh, which I think came before the prison. It's been a little while since I read it. Forgive me, internet. Sorry. Anyway. Um, yeah. All right. Someone let, someone let me know if Walking Dead gets good again because I just can't. Michael would RSS. Walking yeah. Dead is good now. <laughs> just for the one blip. Um, it's good now. <gasps> um, I have two in music. And we should wrap up because we're running out of stuff and we're at 30 minutes. But I have tried... <laughs> short one. I have tried without being a dick honestly and repeatedly to get into radiohead and i can't interesting his voice makes me want to kill myself and the songs i like of radiohead are the ones that are on the radio that's how i'm about smash pumpkins can never do it because of billy corgan um i i love creep i love karma police and i i, I had chloe because chloe's big into radio everyone's fucking all the people i know and respect their opinions about music are huge into radiohead and the beatles and i don't get either 
Right. Uh, I, I like the songs from the Beatles that are on the radio. I love, you know, Eleanor Rigby and some of the pop songs they did. But other stuff, I just don't get it. Helter yeah. Skelter, that kind of thing. I don't, it doesn't work for me. I don't like that music very much. And Radiohead's the same way. And it's supposed to be the, the, you know, the number one big boss fight band. Like, this is the music of our generation band. And I just can't get Radiohead to happen in my head. I've tried repeatedly. Chloe's a big fan of Radiohead, and I said, make me a CD of like the 12 best Radiohead songs throughout their career that you think any one of them would give me the best shot of getting into it. And I only got one song out of that whole CD that I hadn't heard before that I liked a lot. It was just like, it's impo- I don't know why. It's just weird. It's just a weird alchemy thing. It's like drinking beer or something. It's like, why would I want to acclimate to this? Anyway, <laughs> that's my most unpopular opinion about music. Radiohead and the Beatles, I, I can't quite grasp the the depth of the fandom for those things hmm. beatles more so because of a generational thing and what they did for music and how it's been different since but the actual songs for the most part aren't much well a lot of them are very disposable i, I, I love like the beatles i i'm not i'm i'm on your side with that but i can absolutely see how a lot of them are totally just bubblegum whatever you'd never even think about them again yeah. necessarily well yeah. the, definitely the early beatles stuff especially yeah. but it doesn't sound like that's what you're talking about i mean like the well, uh, I've liked, eight I've, days a week is like okay that was that was when no, no, they no. were the boy band of the time so I, I like a lot of their boy like i probably like 10 or 12 beatles songs but i don't like 300 beatles songs uh and i, I like ones from beginning and end like i, I like i want to hold your hand and, and that kind of stuff and uh twist and shout i love those songs they're pop songs they're shitty pop songs from you know another era but i like those songs a lot by shitty pop songs i mean pop is shitty not those songs are shitty um but just just the overarching body of work of the beatles i've listened to a lot of it because i've tried repeatedly to be cool and get into it and i just can't it just doesn't work for me very well hmm. Hmm. but yeah that's that's my most unpopular opinion in music so for movies my most unpopular opinion i guess is what did I say? You said Radiohead. And you said no, that's Chasing for Amy movies. Oh, well, Chasing Amy was yeah, you know, or Prometheus. Prometheus, yeah, Prometheus probably. Yeah, Prometheus right is now. probably the most unpopular. Prometheus one and got. Sucker Punch are probably my most unpopular opinions about movies. Uh, TV is uh, Buffy, and music is Radiohead and the Beatles. I Brian, think, uh, summarize. <laughs> I think my most unpopular would would be Spider Man and Star Trek. The new Star Trek. I think the new Star Trek probably edges out the. New, uh, Spider-Man 2 at least because at least and nobody seems to understand this but oh dear sorry <laughs> no, like Sp- Spider- everybody loves Spider-Man 2 but hates Spider-Man 3 as if there's some great dichotomy but there's there's not there's just Spider-Man 3 is Spider-Man 2 a little more I don't, Spider-Man I don't 3 had the emo stuff but at least people hate Spider-Man 3 like at least the world was set right with that if <laughs> yeah. people love Spider-Man 3 the way they do too you had to leave I would <laughs> yeah, to I would go to another planet I couldn't do it anymore right Mike what was your unpopular one? Uh, oh, Pan's Labyrinth was one of them Pan's Labyrinth was one of them although actually I realized I didn't I and, and you know people who've listened to the show before will know this one as well but even more so than The Godfather I think my most unpopular one was I just I don't get Blade Runner I don't, I don't get it. Yeah, that's fair. I I I mean I I I get it from a product of its time thing and like the nobody aesthetic. nobody was making movies like this and the aesthetic and stuff like that. Absolutely. But when people talk about it being like a great movie in terms of like the story, I don't understand what they're talking about. <laughs> right. I do not. Right. 
So and Eddie, yours was uh, yeah, just Scorsese in general, uh, and then I liked um, I liked Far and Away. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> here's another one. I'm gonna throw it out. Here. I really like Willow. I I like Willow. I don't. Willow's fine. I need to rewatch Willow. I haven't seen it. In I, I don't even. Think, I, that, that's not even in a cheesy the way I like Van Damme movies. Way I legitimately like Willow and think it's a. Fi- I don't think there's anything massively wrong with the story. I don't think there's. I think it. I think to the the rules of the world that it lives in it obeys its rules much like the dark crystal it's like it's and i will say in terms of van damme movies i think time cop is a perfectly fine movie time cop is perfectly fine movie. (laughs) blood blood sport is not but i still (laughs) unabashedly love blood sport but no one's really hating on blood Sport anytime soon because they know better but uh (laughs) no but like i i just um i don't know and then the other one i i yes Scorsese, i didn't like uh willow far away i do like um there's there's another one I was gonna say. Oh yeah, uh, uh, fucking Legends of the Fall. I, what's wrong with that? Like I <laughs> like that movie. I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't. Jerry Maguire. Same thing. I really like Jerry Maguire. I people seem to really hate that movie, but I I totally dig it. There's a, a thing where Pat Oswalt has a great story about Jerry Maguire. Yeah, oh, on his stand up. Postman. Yeah. I kind of like the Postman. I like the Postman too. Yeah. Um, no, uh, Jerry Maguire. There's somebody. Who was it? I think somebody like somebody they have a brother who sends them VHS copies of Jerry Maguire from wherever they travel in the world. <laughs> so like literally this person has just like a stack of Jerry Maguire VHS from like Finland and from, uh, from all over the world, just Jerry Maguire's <laughs> VHS all over the world. And the, and the image of that is just the smiling Tom Cruise, you know, like that's the poster on right. the board. So it's just, and it's on the side too. So it's just literally just in stacks <laughs> that take up like half a room. So, <laughs> but you know, it's, I don't, I don't think it's that bad. Oh, you know what? Here we go. This is interesting. Um, since we're talking TV, um, I, you know what I stand and I worked on it. Uh, but I absolutely stand by and proudly defend the first season and only the first season of Flavor of Love. I, I think it was satire in as much as you can get with a reality TV show uh, where we were absolutely 100% in on, the, uh, in on its own joke. And I think we're, our cast was strong enough to make legitimately funny moments. I don't think it's the end of society as we know it. I, I, I stand by that first season, even though most people think I'm the devil for working on it. But I, I that first now after that I'm, I I bear no I, I'm not gonna say anything about any season after that but that first season I absolutely stand by anyway right this on. is me this has been unpopular you can always find more <laughs> popularity at downinfront.net uh, subscribe to us on iTunes get a brand new popular thing every single week twitter.com slash downinfront facebook downinfront show emails at downinfront show at gmail.com go to the forum move all your stuff in the conversation and we're gonna have a I'm sure the thread for this episode is gonna be fun with all the unpopularity shit going oh, yeah. on in that thread it'll be yeah, fun yeah everyone's gonna be like making these confessions it'll be like a safe place it'll yeah, be like it's, a confession bear it's, it's our, that's our safe place thread <laughs> and uh, ah, that should be the name of this episode yeah <laughs> the uh, safe place and uh, involve yourself in the conversation it's great uh, give us money buy our shirts thank Holden Hill and my name is T. Christie. You know what I don't, don't really care about at all? Nightmare Before Christmas. Right Get out, sir. Get out. <laughs> my son, I was the only one who actually did care about it on when we did the. I remember feeling like very awkward because I was like, I don't. No, I'm you super guys love the shit out of it, and I don't no. care at all. Anyway. Oh, I mean, uh, yeah. uh, Return of the Jedi is obviously the best. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> good night. Good night. <laughs>